Coming up this week on Breaking Badness. Today we discuss DDoS OS or DDoS SOS. Next up, I smell a rat. And of course, our fun game, Two Truths and a Lie, where we deceive one another. With that, Breaking Badness is next. Welcome to Breaking Badness, episode number 119, recorded on May 2nd, 2022. I'm your co-host, Kelsey. Ain't going down till the pun comes up, LaBelle. With me, co-host Tim, the smile of service, Helming. And last but not least, Taylor, frog-themed APTs have unhoppy victims, Wilkes Pierce. Ribbit. Oh. Ribbit. Ribbit. You got to kiss a few frogs, you know. <laughs> this, Boy, this is that. very, very spring themed. I like it. Yeah. Nothing is more spring themed than a frog, I think. Um, I never associated them with spring, but now I don't think I will be able to, to not associate them with spring. Is that because of the, how this episode started or because of where you live now? Probably a combination of the two. You know, actually, I don't have many frogs. I have many deer, many rabbits, and other pets, uh, or not pets, um, animals of sorts that my dog wants to uh, demolish. But, be really uh, good friends with. Just be right, really good friends with. Right. Yes. Right. Really good. Mm. I just want to sniff I just it. Wanna, I promise. I just want to chase it. I, I don't even know if I know what I'd do if I catch it, Mom. Just let me go. Let me at him. Right. I'll be just like Snoopy. I'll just <laughs> hang out with them. We'll be friends. Promise. <laughs> I'm just not a coordinated dancer. I just have to jog like this. I'm sorry. Oh, Peanut. Uh, <laughs> there have been some close calls, let me tell you. Yeah, with ours too. <laughs> the best, though, in our backyard, we, we're near kind of like a river. And uh, there are many deer here. And they are not at all intimidated by the people population and the fawn at a certain time is very similar to my dog's size and a similar coloring. And I feel like they make eye contact and they do want to play. Um, it's very cute. And they like drop the fawns in the corner of my backyard, which is really cute, but also terrifying because you can't see them until you can see them. <laughs> also, if you have any plans to do any gardening, uh, forget about it. Yeah. Well, they kind of garden for me, I'd like to think of it as. And then I clean up their poop. So we have a pretty uh, symbiotic <laughs> understanding here going on. <laughs> yeah, as long as you don't mind not having plants, I guess it's fine. Yeah. My front yard is their restaurant and, or my, my backyard is their restaurant. My front yard is their restroom, um, is what I'm learning. <laughs> this week on Green Thumbs with Breaking Badness. Oh, dear. <laughs> this is now a gardening themed podcast. It That's is. That's right. It is. It, it really is. Add this to our list of uh, passions and side projects for Breaking Badness. This this will up our listenership in Great Britain, I feel confident. <laughs> now on Breaking Badness, English Garden Edition. Uh, yeah, certainly. But what about all the folks who decide to leave? Oh, maybe they just want us to branch out? <sighs> I can't compete with you, Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Maybe we'll do well in Australia because, you know, of all the bush. Isn't that what they're known for there? The, their bush? Right. Out in the outback. Out in the outback. PDF. 
It's the I thought I was just telling people that things aren't knives. <laughs> That's right. That's not a knife. It's a blender. It's like, well, yeah, no, I got the blender out. I was going to make us a drink. Why do you keep telling me this? <laughs> That's not a knife. It's a ham sandwich. That's pretty good, Tim. Um, as the expert on Australian accents said no one ever, but I feel like objectively that was great. Well, I'm going to quit while I'm ahead then. I'm not going to try anymore because I'll be, uh, <laughs> I, I will expose myself as it, when well, it sounds terrible, I will reveal myself to be not good at that accent in real life. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. All right. Well, let's, let's talk security. Uh, we have our typical two articles that we're going to walk through in, in detail and analyze today. And then of course our game, Two Truths and a Lie. So our first article of the day is DDoSOS or DDoSOS, DDoSOS combined. I feel like the visual pun, if that's missed for anybody, just look at look at our uh, show notes and it will make so much, fun, uh, so much sense. Uh, but Ukraine's Computer Emergency Response Team or CERT-UA has published a warning of ongoing DDoS attacks targeting pro-Ukraine sites and the government web portal. So Tim, we took a week off and... Uh, it's kind of rude that these threat actors didn't t- take a hint from us there. So we're back to these uh, fun DDoS attacks against re- Ukraine. So can you talk a bit about what these attacks look like? Yeah. Uh, so these are what we're seeing right now is pretty standard stuff, really. But this story is a little bit of a twofer because it's not just that there's a DDoS going on, but the mechanism of the attack makes use of compromised, wait for it, WordPress sites. You know, I think it's been a minute since we've dunked on WordPress, uh, hasn't it? But anyway, uh, what's going on here is that someone who doesn't like Ukraine is compromising a large number of WordPress sites. And what they're doing there is injecting malicious JavaScript uh, on those pages. And the JavaScript directs anyone who visits the compromised site uh, and whose security controls don't detect the malcode uh, is conscripted into the DDoS army. So then their machine starts sending garbage requests to the sites that are the real targets here, the uh, pro-Ukraine sites. So as usual with DDoS, it's not a destructive attack. It just means that legitimate visitors to those pro-Ukraine sites might have a harder time getting through to them. Uh, often uh, when that's happening, if you do a page refresh or two, I've found you can you can get through okay. Um, but keep in mind that even though finding WordPress sites to compromise is really like shooting fish in a barrel. You still, by doing that, you don't get yourself up to those major DDoS levels until you've, you know, snagged a few million IOT devices. That's where the real volume comes from. Ah, yes. I, every time I hear that idiom, I just think of Flula, um, the, the German individual who likes to deconstruct nonsensical, English idioms and shooting fish in a barrel is is one of my favorite of those videos, I must say. The Daddy Long Legs one is also pretty good. Daddy, Jennifer the Party Pooper, also good. <laughs> I have clearly missed out on something really fun here. So something beautiful. Shoot we'll me that up. link and I'll oh, be yeah. taking a look after the after we'll we have to put get the, done put the links here. in the blog too. Yes. So everyone can join in. A beautiful yes. the Flula is a German comedian, I believe, too, for anybody who uh, mm-hmm. is not familiar. I believe he was in Pitch Perfect 3. <laughs> I 
I want to say. I'm embarrassed yes. to admit that I know that. Taylor, okay, you've seen that too? All right, I'm not alone. I think he, he has broken through into, into mainstream. <laughs> yes, he uh, has. US movies and film. There you go. <laughs> and it sounds like rightly so. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, um, indeed, us. Yes, indeed, us. Oh, that's a great one. We got to put that. We got to keep that in our back pocket. Maybe um, that should have been my pun name today. Oh, well. <laughs> I'm sure we'll talk about this again. Fortunately and unfortunately. No, I don't think DDoSing is ever going to come up again. I think is no, this the was end it? of this article is that it's the last one. Right? <laughs> this is the last one. We're done. done. <laughs> yeah. Dang. Oh, gosh. So, Tim, if I know. Only. If only. Um, <laughs> so, Tim, I mentioned um, up top that the targets are pro-Ukraine sites. But can we get a little bit more specific on which ones are experiencing yeah, sure. this? Yeah, it's a mix of at least one official Ukraine government site, as well as a bunch of private ones that support Ukraine in repelling the Russian invasion. So the government example is the domain kmu.gov.ua. That's a portal site. And then some of these private ones are, there's one called playforukraine.org, which is actually really interesting. You go on and play the 2048 game, and apparently each time you do that, it, it, does something to a Russian site. Uh, not quite clear on what that is. I guess we shouldn't take a stand one way or another on whether people do that, but it's kind of interesting. Uh, there's another one called callrussia.org and another one called fightforua.org. Um, and there's a there's several more if you look in the article that we link to here. But uh, And folks who uh, read the show notes will notice that I didn't put brackets on the dots of those domains uh, to defang them as we normally do, because unusually for this show, these are legitimate sites. Now, of course, you might not be able to get to them, uh, but DDoS's wax and wane, so who knows, uh, especially by the time the episode airs, it might be different. And I tried a couple of them and actually did get to them, so we'll see. Uh, Your mileage may vary. Hmm. Gosh, every time I hear defang, I think of vampires losing their fangs. Um, And I think that should potentially, if there was a cybersecurity intersectionality with the show what we do in the shadows which is a fantastic uh mockumentary about oh vampires. i've been meaning to get that one oh, this today on our pop culture update with the breaking bad is <laughs> coming up next more gardening tips um it's pretty funny and now i just like to imagine that um, and it makes it a little less scary well the actors presumably uh defang in between takes i don't know in They'd, between well, uh sessions there is their method Method yeah true true (laughs) if the method they probably get implanted uh Mm. permanent Mm. canine tooth things yeah i mean there is to be fair some some venn diagram middle ground between the world of it because one of them was in the it crowd so i see a crossover episode of Mid two thousands British sitcom <laughs> with what we do in the shadows, one can only dream. <sighs> so, just to clarify, there's no information currently on who might be behind these attacks. Is that right, Tim? Yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, other than somebody sympathetic to Russia, as we know, uh, say it with me: attribution is not easy. And uh, I think the folks who can do that to some extent will be saving their efforts for the 
perpetrators of more destructive attacks than this one. And keep in mind that uh, some of the things that can sometimes tip off an investigator uh, may, not, may not be present here. So, for example, we've all heard about malware variants where something in the code itself or in code comments will signal something about the creator or modifier of that code. Now, that could be true of the JavaScript that's honking up the WordPress sites here. But my guess is that that's just commodity stuff. So no, I don't think we're going to necessarily find out a lot of detail about who did this one. So Tim, with all of this in mind, how can security teams guard against these types of attacks? So there are two categories of security teams involved here, right? So you've got the folks whose job it is to keep those WordPress sites from getting popped. And then you've got the teams that are tasked with keeping the target sites up and running in the face of attacks like a DDoS. So for the first one, keep your WordPress updated. I know it's a huge hassle. There are like 250 updates every day. Okay. It's not quite that bad, but it seems like it sometimes. And there are always new vulnerabilities, but Here's the dirty little secret. You actually can't, I can't believe I'm about to say this on an InfoSec podcast, but here goes. You actually can run a pretty secure WordPress site. It's just that you have to really be on top of things. So, okay, it's now. Plugins. Yeah, that's right. So now how about the teams uh, keeping the DDoS at bay? Uh, that's harder. Um, you'd think it could be as simple as detecting a garbage request and denying it while admitting the legitimate ones. But the problem is that the only reason the requests in a typical DDoS are garbage is simply that there's no human actually trying to make that connection. In other words, in, in other respects, they look the same as regular Internet traffic, at least the well-designed ones do. So, uh, But there are some uh, signatures, so to speak, sort of to DDoS attacks. I don't mean signatures in like to detect malware, but patterns in that traffic. So the vendors that provide mitigation uh, sometimes have some options for denying that traffic uh, or ISPs have ways of, of doing that. Um, they can also do things like almost sort of fast flexing their IP addresses for the sites uh, to try to keep the bad traffic away from the, uh, the server. Um, now for your more modest DDoSs, those measures can help for the really big stuff, the Mirai grade attacks, even the best DDoS mitigation sometimes is really brought to its knees. Um, and not all organizations can afford to have DDoS mitigation in the first place, and not all of the hosting providers offer it or uh, at least offer a very robust version of it. So sometimes, unfortunately, you just have to kind of ride it out and, and wait it out. They, they, like I said before, they do end up you know, settling down typically after a while. So to summarize, should everyone just give a flux? <sighs> yes. If you're all out of flux to give, hang in there a little bit longer. For flux sake. Um, oh, that would be another really <laughs> pun name. We got to do a, a fast flux. Uh, does anybody even talk about uh, fast flux DNS anymore? I, I never hear that being mentioned. It's got to still be a uh, thing, right? That sounds like a new pop song. We don't talk Absolutely. about fast flux anymore. I mean, it doesn't have <laughs> quite the right rhythm, but um, I'll send that on to Charlie, I think. Well, Bruno and Fast Flux have the same number of syllables, so I think you could make it work. Oh. <laughs> there we go. I was attempting to sing a song, We Don't Talk Anymore, but We Don't Talk About Bruno um, would probably be a much better use of syllables, to your point. Um, well done, Tim. You know you're Disney, sir. I actually haven't seen the movie, and I don't even know how the song goes, but you don't have to know that because you hear somebody reference it about two times an hour these days. I don't hear anybody talking. Well, where are you hanging out, man? <laughs> I was a bad one. 
I see you, Tay. Well done. Oh, God. I am just, I need more coffee today. Wow. Well done. Well pun. All right, folks. Now, Taylor, that you've heard Tim walk through this analysis and you have a chance to throw shade after he missed your pun, uh, let's go ahead and do our hoodie rating here. And for those who have forgotten since we took a one-week hiatus or if you're just joining us for the first time, this is a rating system from zero to 10 hoodies. 10 is very bad. Zero is neutral. Good. Um, water cooler talk from the before times. Um, and the hoodie is playing off this ideal of, or an idea, I should say, not an ideal, of a defender, which of course all defenders wear hoodies. Um, we should make a shirt that says that. Heroes don't wear capes, they wear hoodies. Um, well, Taylor, over to you. What's your hoodie rating for this for this one? Uh, you know, not not super high. Uh, you know, I think a lot of if the, <laughs> the folks who are running, uh, you know, leaky WordPress sites, they're probably not listening to Breaking Badness. <gasps> guess. Um, For garden but tips, as to mention, WordPress can be secured, <laughs> uh, and in large part, it has to do you know the the stuff that we see often has to do with like third party plugins that aren't updated or you know don't get patched in time um for vulnerabilities that are that are known about you know i'm gonna go i mean it's interesting there's some like interesting tech you know techniques here uh let's go three and a half hoodies i love that taylor like can't be bothered like eh, hmm, just another wordpress plugin oh, fine, whatever <laughs> Another run-of-the-mill day here. I was, I was not the first. It won't be the last. That's the tone. That's the Taylor tone for sure. All right, Tim, what do you think? You know, we're, we are not a boy band, but we are in sync um, because I was thinking pretty similarly. Uh, the number in my mind was three. I tend to go for the integers more often than the, uh, the fractional numbers, but uh, yeah, put me down for three. I agree. It's, it's sort of interesting. It's another DDoS in, you know, a long history of DDoSs and not a particularly big one. It's just another, first of all, reminder to keep your WordPress up to date. And secondly, you know, it's just one of the latest things, pieces of news that's come along in the cyber realm about the war in Ukraine. So it's timely from that perspective, but average defender, probably not a huge risk for you. I, I think we need to get some stock slow clap um, for we can pick like one pun per episode. And Tim, that was it. Um, great, great use of NSYNC and boy band for a pun. Congratulations. Uh, very happy to help out. Uh, I've just I'll drop the mic and uh, you take it from here. <laughs> and Tim, I was so focused on your amazing pun. What was that rating again? <laughs> Genuinely took up all my mind space. That was three. Three. Got it. Three hoodies, no extra sleeves, drawstrings, or hoods. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, hang on with us for just a moment while we take a brief DDoS. I mean, pause. And we'll be back in just one moment. Well, let's talk about our next topic du jour, which is I smell a rat. So the threat group known as TA410 that wields the sophisticated flow cloud rat 
also has three subgroups operating globally, each with their own tool sets and targets. Half of that sentence without context makes no sense between TA410 and Flow, 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 Flow Cloud Rat. Um, I love I love cyber. That's just always cracks me up. Um, now, what what is the nomenclature for TA410? What particular um, security vendor is responsible for that? Does anybody know off the top of their head? Uh, this is a proof point joint, I think. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. We can attribute um, to security vendors the way we attribute to <laughs> threat right. actors. <laughs> I was going to say, sometimes it's almost as hard. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Taylor. So it's been discovered that TA410 is three groups. Um, so I wonder, which, you know, bugs me on a, a level that 410 you cannot divide three evenly into the number 410. So I'd like for them to, to work on that. Uh, yeah, but great work. The 210. <laughs> 210. Something. Yeah. We're so anyway, um, I wonder what the office dynamics must look like for these, these three groups trying to work together to break the internet. Uh, so for those who are unfamiliar, can you give us a brief background on this group or groups yeah. uh, of three? <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll start with the kind of the broader TA 410 group. Uh, was this one kind of came up on everyone's radars in 2019 uh, when the Proofpoint research team caught them spearfishing in the U.S. utilities sector. In that campaign, they used malicious word docs to install remote access trojans and do the usual things, find, read, delete files, capture screenshots, that kind of fun stuff. They're back around again in summer of 2010, <clears throat> this time again, targeting the U.S. energy industry uh, with a bit of new malware. This one that we call the Proofpoint team called FlowCloud. Uh, so they're like a kind of updated version. Um, it, you know, prior to that, they've been using something called uh, Lookback as well. Uh, and so like the, there's a few bits of... Um, uh, a few bits of connection within this group and between these campaigns that kind of caused the the Proofpoint team to make this uh, you know level of analysis at, at that point, and then now you know we're looking at the uh, the ESET team, uh, kind of saying like, hey, we can kind of delineate this into three broader groupings of activity um, that all look to be linked together under the umbrella of a, a you know, TA410, which is also thought to be linked to APT10, uh, you know, uh, thought to be a Chinese threat actor group. Um, so, you know, it's kind of underneath those. Uh, and I saw some you know, interesting debate on, on CTI Twitter <laughs> around the, sh the ship of Theseus concepts. You know, hey, if you replace all the parts of an AT APT group, meaning like of all the operators or developers or folks that get replaced, you know, they all get replaced one by one. Is it the same APT group? Um, you know, Isn't that like George Washington's axe or something too? Is that is there another one there? Uh, I've um, always heard of one, but you know the axe handle gets replaced after a while, and then ultimately the blade gets replaced. And yeah, is it really the same axe? There you go. Yeah, exactly. Right. So you know, I think ultimately, hey, since these groups are still operating with the same kind of target and potentially tempo in mind, that you can still uh, kind of align things under them. But it does get tricky uh, because if you're using, you know certain bits of code uh, to say like, hey, this is linked to this. Well, obviously that stuff is is shareable and stealable and there's lots of off the shelf stuff and lots of ways to, uh, you know, make yourself look like another actor group. We, we see that 
And as defenders, it's important to be able to delineate between some of these things to say like, okay, well, hey, if this looks like a North Korean actor group, then I you know, might want to be braced for some destructive capabilities or to, you know, I'm probably mining uh, for Bitcoin right now without knowing it. Uh, <laughs> or, hey, if I think it's more like along the lines of, of TA410 or APT10, hey, you know, th- these these groups tend to play a longer game where they may try to maintain persistence and, and more about data exfil or, or capturing intelligence um, th- than anything else. So it, it, you know, it's kind of important as a defender to help make these delineations, but then, you know, you get into um, you get into something where you have here where it's like, OK, well, now this is this one group is now three different groups um, based off of the behaviors that they've picked up from kind of each of the campaigns that they're they're targeting. And some of them have overlap, a lot of overlaps in their campaigns. Right. Yes, indeed. And I, I want to pause and uh, discuss something really important, which I feel like Flow Cloud would be a great DJ name. Um, <laughs> Flow Cloud and Lookpack for their malware names mm-hmm. are like, I, I swear those are product names somewhere inside of a, like an org somewhere, right? Like I'm sure. <laughs> must like, be. Yeah, there, there's product uh, folks that are naming these things. <laughs> I, I'm with you on, on the DJ name though, Kelsey. That's that's a pretty good one. Yeah, I think so. Um, <laughs> so uh, now it looks like there are three different teams. A flowing frog. Looking mm-hmm. Frog, Jolly Frog. What are some of the similarities between these groups? And you were just alluding to this a second ago here, Taylor. Yeah. So in some cases, um, these groups may share network infrastructure. So, uh, you know, there's one where they, they're like Flowing Frog and Jolly Frog, uh, which I, they're all pretty good frog names. Uh, but, <laughs> but, you know, sharing the same command and control domain uh, mentioned by Proofpoint. You know, Flowing Frog and Looking Frog ran a phishing campaign at the same time against the same targets. Uh, it's also mentioned in that same Proofpoint article. Uh, you know, the the ESET folks, they're not seeing a whole lot of other overlap, overlap between these groups. Uh, you know, they, they think that they operate somewhat independently, but they may shell... <laughs> <laughs> they may share intelligence requirements, uh, you know, or like kind of that front end initial access team. And then the other also, they think they may be sharing across the, the team that deploys the network infrastructure. Um, I'm going to demand that Tim, who, who produces the podcast these days, keeps Taylor's laugh and uses it at some later date that may or may not happen in post. I usually laugh at myself the best. So that's, those are the good <laughs> ones. Oh, <laughs> oh, one of the many things we love about you, Tay Tay. Um, it's the first time I've ever heard it because every, you're just telling the jokes. We're, we're laughing at all the wonderful things you're saying. Um, <laughs> so let's dive into some of these groups a bit further. Um, yeah. what is flowing frogs infrastructure now flowing frog um, I will note would be a great like back to the English gardens, like a little bird bath, flowing mm-hmm. frogs, bird bath. Mm-hmm. Um, but what is anyway? I what was is there? Uh, I was thinking of it as a martial arts move of some. Oh, kind. flowing oh. frog, that's good, Tim. Yeah, I like that better. Um, <laughs> very opposite ends of the spectrum. I'm picturing peace. <laughs> I'm picturing self-defense. But anyway, what's Flowing Frog's infrastructure and who do they typically target? What does that all look like? 
Good question. Yeah. So uh, Flowing Frog, like their name comes, like the Flowing Frog comes from the, the Flow Cloud uh, backdoor remote access Trojan. It seems to be kind of the latest and greatest. So they've got kind of the the top shelf stuff <laughs> of these three uh, different orgs. Um, so, you know, they, they, they use... Uh, in fact, you can see a wonderful blog uh, by uh, former domain tooler Joe uh, Slowick, uh, kind of outlining. Uh, this is from back in the spring of 2021. Uh, the uh, document creating tool they use uh, called Royal Road, um, and so they also use the, you know, that Flow Cloud backdoor, which seems to be uh, getting you know development on a pretty regular basis. They're targeting universities. Looks like they target the foreign diplomatic mission of a South Asian country, China, the mining companies. Uh, and these attackers, in addition to the backdoors, they're also using Vuln scanners, you know, exploits that have been picked up from equation group leaks, uh, you know, lateral movement, things like WMI exec, all that good stuff. So they're using some off the shelf stuff, some kind of new new emerging capability stuff as well. Uh, but yeah, you know, I think that uh, named off, the, off of the, the use of Flow Cloud. Ah, Flow Cloud. Okay. Uh, thanks, Taylor. Appreciate that. And let's let's see here. How about Looking Frog? Um, which of these three has the least imaginative name? Like, if I took a BuzzFeed quiz <laughs> on which group I belong in, I would be bummed if I if I was in Looking Frog. Do, does their um, internet nastiest match the demeanor of their group name? Would you say? I look. You don't want any of them. <laughs> I. What is the best name of these three? Which is, okay, the worst name. I, you know, I think they're all pretty good. Uh, I mean, obviously, Looking Frog, they're using a first stage backdoor called X4 and then Look Back as their second stage, Remote Access Trojan. That, that was outlined by the Proofpoint team uh, a year or so ago. Uh, so maybe not quite as new and updated as the, the Flowing Cloud, the Flow Cloud stuff. Uh, potentially, but uh, you know, the, uh, different enough in the tool set to to say, "Hey, this is Looking Frog." What is the worst name? I mean, lo- flowing and looking off of the malware families, Jolly Frog. It's just a great name. A frog with a big, big smile or a big grin. Just, just eating a, a ton of flies, and he's just sitting there happy with himself. <laughs> you know, the the frog oh. emoji looks kind of like a Jolly Frog. It that yeah. looks like a somewhat happy frog. So that's obviously number one. Uh, you know, I think I prefer Flowing Frog to Looking Frog. So Looking Frog will will stack rank at the bottom. We'll put Flowing Frog right in the middle. Uh, yeah, I think that's how how I would rank the three frogs. A very but yes, nice. <laughs> the, the Looking Frog uses Look Back. That malware is a, a remote access Trojan and a proxy for command and control. Uh, initially discovered in 2019. Uh, but there, you know, there is some uh, evidence that some of this development is, goes back to 2016 as well. So, you know, there's you, know, you see older compile times uh, and things like that. That, and we can also look at like domain registration times too. They're using, uh, you know, domain registration create dates and activity dates out of PDNS and things like that to to track these groups against one another. Looking Frog targets uh, diplomatic missions. Stop me if you heard that one before. <laughs> uh, charity, government, and industrial manufacturing folks. And Taylor, what about Jolly Frog? Who do they target? In a jolly, jolly. probably another jolly way. 
No, nothing, nothing jolly about it. Uh, education again, church, military, diplomatic missions. Uh, jolly Frog, interesting. They're using more generic stuff, more off-the-shelf stuff. So Core Plug and Quasar Rat. Uh, you know, this historically this activity was attributed uh, to APT-10. Uh, but the ESET folks here are saying like, hey, this stuff may be a little bit different um, from what uh, APT-10 likes likes to do recently. Flowing Frog and Jolly Frog share network infrastructure. Uh, again, they share a domain identified by the proof point, proof point folks. Uh, and in 2020, we saw you know further exploitations, exploitations by Jolly Frog of SQL servers, Microsoft SQL and IIS running custom apps. So they, they in addition to like the, so you see spear phishing for initial access for some of this stuff, but the, the Jolly Frog folks are, you know, they take a, a wider approach uh, to, to that a little bit. Gotcha. And a final few questions here for you, Taylor. So the software sure. company ESET has been looking into these subgroups and flow crowd and flow cloud updates. So can you tell us about the latest version? Yeah, Flow Cloud. So yes, it is a, they deem it a complex implant written in C++. Uh, it's a multi-stage process that, that uses a bunch of different obfuscation and encryption techniques. Uh, so they've identified multiple versions of this starting in 2020. Uh, we are now up to versions 5.0.2 and 5.0.3. Uh, and the, you know, there's a lot of, uh, they said the contrary to those previously found, the samples we obtained for 5.0.2 contain verbose error messages and meticulous logging, which is, I'm sure, uh, very good for the... <laughs> For the, the folks uh, at the ESET team there, I'm sure that was very helpful for them. Um, but yeah, so, you know, there's there's a, a driver with rootkit functionality, persistence module and custom backdoors. Um, so they're even pulling things like microphone access, screen capture access. So lots, lots of gnarly things, uh, you know, here to uh, hiding within the, the flow cloud code. Hiding in the flow cloud code. Flow cloud code is very difficult to say at any speed, I will also admit. Um, but last question for you here, Taylor, uh, that might lead perfectly into our hoodie ratings. But what are your predictions on what we'll see from these subgroups in the coming months? Will they come together and make mega frog? Like a Voltron frog? Voltron frog. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> uh, they'll be, you know, they're going to keep targeting diplomatic missions, you know, industrial control stuff going after the U.S. energy uh, industry for sure. Uh, they'll be opportunistic on kind of breaking in based off of the latest exploit du jour. Uh, and they'll continue their spear phishing capabilities because those are always going to be somewhat effective. Uh, and, you know, there will likely be more overlaps in their targeting. Again, like, you know, it looks like you've got these kind of three different groups, one kind of using latest and greatest another one using, you know, um, the older look back stuff. And then one that is using more of the off the shelf, uh, you know, quote unquote commodity stuff. <laughs> and so with each of those, you have different levels of, you know, uh, of obfuscating who you are and, and what you're acting at. So, um, yeah, I don't think you're going to see them go away. And, and it does seem like we're getting an, a yearly look uh, in the spring, summer at their uh, malware capabilities. So, uh, you know, I would expect to see that from a hoodie perspective. These these groups are, uh, you know, the they've got a broad targeting. Uh, so, you know, they're, they're Obviously, they're targeting folks uh, within their own interests from the intel requirements that they've developed internally. But I, uh, you know, I'd probably put them. 
got like six and a half hoodies or so. Um, yeah, they're they're um, they're not going anywhere. <laughs> Indeed, Tim. What do, what do you think about all of this? Well, I mean, as always, uh, Taylor and I seem to be in approximately the same neighborhood. I something about the um, microphone access and screen cap is just terrifying to me, and uh, so that put me a little higher. I, I guess I would say seven. Um, and I also, in what I've read anyway, I haven't seen any real obvious mitigations, uh, which is always concerning. So yeah, I would, these nefarious amphibians are going to be a problem for a little while. We need to drain the swamp and get rid of them. So, uh, <laughs> seven hoodies is where I, where I land on this, oh, by yes. the way, you know, since you mentioned Voltron, I'm just gonna, this is a total non sequitur, but, uh, Saying within the Trons, if you've never uh, watched the YouTube video where James Spader as Ultron is actually overdubbed with James Spader doing other roles, but with the footage from him as Ultron, it is really worth taking a look at. You will you'll be howling, I promise. Lots of Robert California in there from uh, from the office. Nice, uh, but. <laughs> with uh, Ultron. Go find it right after we finish today. Uh, I promise you won't regret it. Excellent. Well, this segment has been unforgettable. Um, or unforgivable. Unforgivable. <laughs> I forgave you. Forgave you. Um, <laughs> anymore. I forgot. We're going to take a quick break here for a second, and we'll be back in a moment for our game. Two truths and a lie. Stick with us. Don't froggo the opportunity to uh, be with us for two truths and a lie. We're back. Two truths. We are back. Da-na-na. I don't, that, it's not really a sports moment, but... Sometimes. Well, we haven't done a sports digression today, but that's true. You know, that's it true. probably won't be long before we do one. We have to pander to every one of our audiences: um, sports, English Garden, Frog Puns, um, DJ content and material. So we're we're um, hopefully a striking chord with them, most people listening in today. Oh, and security that too. <laughs> <laughs> Last but not least. All right, well, we're going to play our, our game where we lie to one another. We do it weekly just to make sure we keep keep each other on our toes. Um, and this this is not dissimilar from the game Two Truths and a Lie that you all grew up using in icebreaker situations. But rather than talking about ourselves, we uh, one of us each week, I should say, is the host and essentially comes up or doesn't come up. They only come up with one article title, and the other two are things that actually occurred um, in recent weeks. So I'm up this week. I am trying to deceive Tim and Taylor. So I'm going to th read three article titles here and they're going to try to sniff out which one is a lie. And that's, that's where we're at. Are you, are you too ready to rumbo? Ready to I, never, I never quite feel ready, but let's go. <laughs> All right, here we go. Article number one. Ransomware group makes life hard for soft drink company Coca-Cola. Article number two. A root awakening. Microsoft discovers a vulnerability resulting in root access. 
And finally, Russian to conclusions. Russia behind most zero-day exploits 20 in 2021, according to Mandiant. There you go. Da, na, na, hmm. na, na, na. Right. Well, how much am I wagering on this? <laughs> Just my reputation. At the end of the year, I'm going to have to be able to wager more than I've got to try and catch up to y'all. <laughs> well, you never know. I, I very well might blow it this time and you might uh, you might get it right. So this is an opportunity. <laughs> I, this is a tough one. I, I think I say that every time. But in this case, uh, sometimes, you know, I've heard of one or two of the stories. I feel like I've heard of more than one of these, but I don't. But it's very tenuous. I think I'm going to go with the first one. I don't I don't recall seeing anything about Coca-Cola and I think that would be reasonably big news, but uh who knows. Put me down for that one. Taylor, you go ahead. I'm going to follow Tim on this one. That was my initial thought on this as well. Uh number 2, number 3 seemed pretty believable. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, I hadn't read anything about, but I'm not a, yeah. an avid soft drink drinker, so I might not be. Uh, I might not have my antenna up in the right way. Maybe well, I. Well, no, and I make didn't. no mistake. Number one is entirely believable. I just don't think I saw anything about it recently. Yeah, I didn't see like the freestyle Coke machine at the burger joint acting up this weekend. I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> I I hate that vending machines all have little antennas on top of them now. I of course it's to transmit your cardholder data straight to that dark web forum, but uh, <laughs> I mean, the middleman. Middle yeah, they're they're all when it says it's out of service, it's probably because it's just busy being part of the Mirai botnet. <laughs> well, you too. The Russian-speaking ransomware group Stormus is claiming to have stolen 161 gigabytes of data from Coca-Cola, and it's offering to sell the supposed cash for 1.65 Bitcoin, which is about 64 grand. Huh. Well, you got us. Man. <laughs> which? Uh, what was yeah, the fake one? Which one was the lie? Um, actually, China according to Mandiant, is behind most zero-day exploits of 2021. The uh, the Microsoft one is, if I'm not mistaken, they did find a root vulnerability, but it was in Linux, right? Yeah. 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 And that's we did a story on something like that where they found one in Apple a little while ago. So they're just... They're throwing shade all over the place. Mm -hmm. Shade for days. Well, excellent. It's great to be back with you two. Frog puns and all. Likewise. Well, yeah, we're going to be back everybody. next week. Sounds awfully threatening. We'll be back. <laughs> nice round number. Episode 120. 120. Ooh. Oh, by the, by the way, when you folks are tuning in, it's going to be a really special day. Does anybody, does anybody know what day... That that is here, and with me? and by the way, you're just to be clear. You mean tuning into episode one nineteen, which Correct. you're hearing right now, yes. not the one twenty we were just talking about. An important point, Tim. Anybody want to share what what special day it will be? Dun, 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 dun. What, <laughs> what day is it going to be, <laughs> Taylor? <laughs> Wait. If that clue doesn't give it away, I need to become a better singer. That was beautifully 
Done, oh, Tim. May the fourth. Oh, yeah, that's right, Sorry, Taylor. Just hey, Tay just got Tim back. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, if you're tuning in and it's not 2:30 p.m. and you're in San Diego and you're at the Wild West Hacking Fest, uh, come by and say hi. <laughs> oh yeah, go give yeah. Taylor a hard time. Absolutely. Yeah, he's going to be doing a little, a little, a wee talk there, and our CISO Daniel Schwalbe will be doing a talk as well. So. Mm-hmm. I've never been to that show. I really want to go to that one. Sometime. We'll have fun in San Diego. I want to go to Kensec West sometime too. Ooh, yeah. beautiful. Yeah, and if any folks that are you know tuning in want to hang out and say hi, if you're going to an event, feel free to just DM us on the Domain Tools Twitter or our personal tweeters. And um, if we're around or somebody else is around, we'll be sure someone can say hi. Maybe we can find some stickers or something for you um, if you're interested. So thanks, y'all. Appreciate having you back. Hope everybody had a great two weeks. And we'll be back next week for episode 120 of Breaking Badness. Ribbit. Thanks, y'all. Bye for now. That's about all we have for this week. You can find us on Twitter at Domain Tools. All of the articles and IOCs mentioned today will be included in our blog post, which can be found at DomainTools.com slash resources slash podcasts. Catch us every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific time when we publish our podcast and blog. We'll see you next week on another episode of Breaking Badness. Until then, remember, don't drink and click. <laughs>